Hi guys, my name is Lena Abid-Shamra and I want to welcome you to this podcast, uh, a ministry of Living with Power Ministries. Every couple of weeks we get together and um, get into God's Word and I've done a whole lot of different things on the podcast, usually they're discussion style, um, a little bit more relaxed, I guess, if you've ever heard me teach in, in person, uh, God's Word, then you might see a, a slight difference, but I, I'm loving this series that we are in right now. I am teaching through the Gospel of Mark. There's a PDF that you guys can download and follow along that includes outlines for every lesson as well as um, homework so that you can spend the two weeks in between the teachings, reading the passages that we're talking about, going back to God's Word, asking the Lord to open your heart, to deepen your knowledge of Him, to, to deepen the truth, to ingrain it in your soul, and meditate on it, you know, chew on it, let it sit in your gut so that you uh, can grow into Christ-likeness. And uh, if you don't know the Lord, if you're just like, I want to find out more about God, you came to a good place. We're talking about how Jesus is better than anything. And in Mark 1, we talked about why he's better, kind of laid the foundation for the book. And you're going to see who he is. If you just read through the Gospel of Mark beginning to the end, I, th- I think you'll see exactly who Jesus is. And as we break it apart, I hope that you're seeing that he is a person, he is who claims to be God, but more than that, who is God and who can change your life. He has changed my life. I uh, just briefly tell you my story. I'm Lebanese by birth. I grew up in Beirut, Lebanon came to Christ as a child and moved to Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin, of all places when I was 15. Uh, God continued working in my heart, and I gave my life to him as a teenager, uh, decided, you know, if, if at all possible, and he would have anything for me to do in serving him, then I wanted to do it. And as the years have gone on, I uh, have continued to practice medicine, but also write and speak about his word and what his plan for us is and his love for us and the hope that we have in him, and uh, I get great joy out of this. So some of you have been listening to my teachings for a while. Thanks for the support and others of you, you're new and uh, whatever it is, uh, wherever it is that you are in life, I just want to welcome you. You could be single or married or um, retired or just starting college. I don't know where you fall in the story of life. I've heard from some of you and I know that at the end of the day, uh, we're all people who desperately need help. So, um, you know, it's funny, last week, the last time we met, we talked about uh, how we need to get to a point where we are desperate enough to want to get better. And I hope that you have hit that place where you realize your need and turn to the Lord for help. Now, today I have an ambitious goal. I want to cover Mark chapters 3 and 4, and I've titled the teaching, Overcoming the Obstacles to Getting Better. See, you might get to a point where you're desperate enough to get better, and you're on the road, and you want to, you know, you, you're like, yes, I'm in, Jesus can do anything, and I want him to do something in me. And, and, and what happens, just like an obstacle course, or just like those speed bumps, you got to know I hate speed bumps. I mean, anyone who has heard me talk for 10 seconds knows that I hate speed bumps. Well, they're all over in the Christian life, and they're all over in life in general. And until, until we learn to identify them and watch out for them, uh, boy, they're going to get us. And, 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 and you know how it is. If you go over a speed bump too fast, you're likely to um, <laughs> kill your car, basically. And I don't want that to happen to me in my Christian life, and I know you don't want that to happen to you. So, I, I, again, we got a big chunk of scripture, but I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to just pick out six obstacles to getting better and how and you know how we can choose to overcome them and by God's help we can overcome them so uh, let's let's hit it so here we are mark chapter 3 and uh, I'm going to start reading. Remember, we left Jesus in Mark chapter 2 uh, in a discussion with the Pharisees about 
uh, the new kingdom and his new way of grace and how um, a new day was there. And he emphasized the fact that he is Lord of the Sabbath, that the Sabbath doesn't control us, the law, the Old Testament law doesn't control us, but that in Christ we have a new way, the way of grace. And, and so now he's kind of proving this point that he is Lord of the Sabbath. We get into chapter 3 and we hear of a story, and we hear of, his, um, of this narrative where he uh, is about to heal someone on the Sabbath, which... It's crazy, you know, I'm a doctor, and so, you know, imagine, like, on a Sabbath, you wouldn't save a life because it's the Sabbath, but, but, but there's this weird situation with the Pharisees where they are watching to see what is this man going to do on the Sabbath? Will he break the law, or will he uh, show mercy? And, and so it says, again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand, and they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. Okay, this is awesome because the man didn't even come to Jesus. So Jesus is making a point here. This is intentional. This isn't like, oh, accidentally brush against Jesus. Oh, I'm healed because the power of God's in him. No, this is Jesus making a point to us, to the Pharisees, that he is God. He says to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger. And he looked around at them with anger. Some of us forget that, you know, we have this picture of Jesus as meek and mild and holding sheep, but Jesus was angry at sin, at hardness of heart. In fact, this is what he says to them. He goes, he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart. And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went on and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him, how to destroy him. So now in verse 7 it says, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Edomia, and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon. That's in my country, Lebanon. Woo, woo. It says, when the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him. And he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him. Now, let me, let me, there's a, I have thing underlined in my Bible. It says, when the great crowd heard what he was doing, interesting, isn't it? They didn't come because they wanted to hear what he was teaching. They came because they had heard all that he was doing. See, isn't that true that we usually come to Jesus because we want something from him and it is only as we encounter him and his teachings change us and we see the truth for who he is and we see the light in him and we, our hope is restored. It's then that we worship him for, and the teachings that he gives. But, but we usually start the road wanting to get from God. And if you're still in a place in your life where you're looking to get from God, I urge you to understand that there's so much more to life in Christ. Christ is the answer to every need and problem in your life. And I believe with all my heart that the problems that come in our life are meant to turn us to Him. And so thank God. That's why James 1, it says, Rejoice in your trial. And uh, even though the trials are, usually we come to Jesus seeking for an answer in our trial, it is usually uh, that encounter that will draw us closer to Him and deepen our walk with Him. So, anyway, they all came to Him. They wanted to be healed. And if they touched Him, they were healed. And now in verse 13, it says, He went up uh, uh, He went up on the mountain and called to Him those whom He desired, and they came to Him. And don't ever forget it. Jesus is the one who calls us to Him. He is the one in charge. He is God. And until this day, if you are listening to the podcast, you don't even know how you got on here. I guarantee you, Jesus is wooing you to Him. He's pursuing you and he's putting people in your life and he's putting things on the radio and he's putting billboards on the road and crazy ways to draw you to himself. Don't think that it is accidental that you're listening to this. 
And maybe you're a Christian and you're hurting and you're not sure where God is and you're crying out to him in your need and you're like, God, I, I just need to know you and here you are listening to this and I'm telling you, use this as a sign. He is for you and he's looking out for you. And so he appoints 12 to be his disciples. He names them all and verse 19 includes Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. And a reminder to us that not everyone who calls themselves a follower of Jesus is a true follower of Jesus. Not everyone will stick to it to the end. Last week we talked about the parable. Oh no, today we're going to talk about the parable of the soil. And you'll see that not everyone who looks like they've received the word of God will last. And, and, and this is a tragedy that Judas is. And we're going to get, come back to this in a minute. Let me, I'm going to kind of wrap up chapter 3, give you a few points, and then move to chapter 4. Is that cool with you guys? And so he went, it says in verse 20, that he went home and the crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. And when his family family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, he is out of his mind. I'm going to come back in a minute to this verse. And then verse 31, I'm jumping down. It says, and his mother and his brothers came and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him. And they said to him, the crowd says to Jesus, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he answered them, who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. We're talking about overcoming the obstacles to getting better. I just kind of walked us through uh, Mark chapter 3. I'm going to give us three points and then I'm going to move into chapter 4. Here's the first obstacle to getting better. 